The Spur of the Moment podcast is proudly presented by Shane Daigie, Realtor of Always Here Properties. Selling your home, buying your home, first-time buyers, investors, and seasoned home buyers. Call or text 512-540-1626, and I'll be glad to help with all of your real estate needs. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Spur of the Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shane Daigie. And I'm your co-host, Drew Daigie. Welcome to episode 118 of Spur of the Moment. Yeah, coming straight from the Simonator Studios in the heart of Texas, the Spurs lost a shootout like I've never seen, or at least not in a while, to the Portland Trailblazers by a score of 147 to 127. Another great offensive outing for the Spurs. Unfortunately, the league's worst defense showed out, and we ended up dropping this one by 20. And it was actually pretty impressive watching Portland uh, hit hit their shots the way they did. It was uh, there was a stretch there in that third quarter where they went on like a 16 to two run, and it seemed like they couldn't miss. So tough night for the Spurs, but uh, you know it is what it is. Portland's a better team. Um, at this point, and dropping the Spurs record now to 14-33 and 33 overall. What were your thoughts about last night's game, Drew? Yeah, wow. Great shooting from the Portland Trailblazers. They shot 20 of 33 from the three-point line with 23-pointers made. That is insane. In that third quarter that you were talking about, they ended up scoring 45 points in the third quarter. We ended up only scoring 27 points. For our shooting numbers, we shot – hold up, let me get me there. We shot – 52% from the field while the Trailblazers shot 59%. And we shot 48% from three, and the Trailblazers shot 60 So the Trailblazers were just shooting the ball very, very well. Yeah. That 60.6% three-point, I don't know what the numbers are, but if you go for a team that shot over 33 pointers in a game and hit 60% of them, that's got to be one of the best games in the se- this season of shooting threes. Um, that third quarter was pretty amazing. They were popping up from 30-plus foot. Just, I mean, Damian Lillard, Nurkic hit a, hit a couple threes. The big man, uh, Anthony Simons, knocked down four of them. Uh, Shaden Sharp, the 19-year-old who was the seventh pick in the draft, he knocked down three of them. They just they were on fire. It was pretty impressive to watch. Unfortunately, I'm a Spurs fan, so it wasn't as impressive, I guess, as it would have been if I were a Portland fan. But anyway, the Spurs ended up coming up short. That still leaves us fourth in the uh, draft draft lottery standings. But like we said, every episode, we're going to give you a draft simulation and then kind of talk about the player that tonight's simulation goes to. So tonight, after this lottery draw, the Spurs... All right, this one landed number one. And for those of you that don't know, Victor Webanyama is pretty much the consensus number one pick. Drew, tell me your thoughts and what you know about Vic, and then I'll kind of give you some numbers and some stats and and some opinions. Yeah, so Victor Webanyama, he's definitely the number one pick. I think we've talked about it on the show a little bit, but we'll talk about him a little bit more. Victor Webanyama. Seven foot five or seven foot, seven foot four or seven foot five, and he can shoot the three ball and cross people up. 
Victor Wembanyama is one of the best prospects since LeBron James. Um, I think he's going to be really good in the NBA and just a really good player. And I'm very excited to see what he does in the NBA, even if it's not on the Spurs. I'm just very excited to see Wimbyama, Wimbyama. Yeah, I just don't want to see it for the Houston Rockets because yeah. we're going to see that in our in our conference every day. But, uh, uh, yeah, Wembyama is consensus. His height has been rumored to be anywhere from seven foot two to seven foot four. On what I'm reading now, they have him listed as seven foot two, two hundred twenty nine pounds. He's nineteen point oh six years. Here's his averages for the uh, Metropolitans ninety two. That's a team out of France. His numbers so far this year: twenty one point four points a game, nine point four rebounds a game, three point two blocks a game, two assists a game, point nine steals a game. His free throw percentage is 81%. His three-point percentage is 30%. And his overall field goal percentage is 48%. But he is, by all accounts of every scout that I've seen, every mock draft that I've seen, is a once-in-a-lifetime player that could turn uh, one franchise into a very spectacular get in this draft. So... I'm not going to put all my chips there because it's easy to get disappointed because all three of the worst teams have the same lottery odds. The fourth team, which is where we sit, actually have a little less, you know, first round or number one pick lottery odds. So try not to get too infatuated with him. But if he ended up in San Antonio, ladies and gentlemen, can we say bring back the dynasty because <laughs> this this young core that's surrounding us is really talented and you throw in a game changer like that give them a couple years to gel with the guys and then you know i think we're going to take off so that's our draft analysis of the night let's get into our top two bottom two drew yeah so for my number one top two i'm gonna go with yalcom purtle who had a pretty good game putting up 14 points seven rebounds Two assists, um, no blocks, but he shot six of eight from the field in 16 minutes. So a good night from Yaka Pertle in only 16 minutes. I wonder why he only played 16 minutes. Do you know why? I don't. I'm not. I'm yeah, not sure on that. And my second top two, I'm gonna go with Jeremy Sohan. Jeremy Sohan had another fantastic night for this rookie. He put up 18 points, six rebounds, four assists. Perfect from the three-point line, shooting 2 of 2 from the three-point line and 5 of 11 from the field in 28 minutes. A great night from Jeremy Sohan. So those are my two top two. Yeah. So I also have a top two. And I just want to go back to this game. I was just looking over, and it was tied 74 each at halftime, which is crazy to think about. But back to the top two. Sorry, I digress. My number one was Keldon Johnson. I thought that was an awesome night for him. He had a couple wide open looks at three, and he didn't disappoint. He knocked down three threes, uh, scored 20 points, grabbed four rebounds, dished out an assist, and uh, Keldon was just a leading force. Also had a steal, also had a block, limited the turnovers. I just really liked his game uh, last night. And then my uh, number two was Doug McDermott. He was a fire starter off the bench, man. He ended up 5 of 7. He hit 3 of 3 from three-point lane. Um, I just liked his aggressiveness. Seemed a lot more last night. Just seemed like he kicked it up, amped it up another level. Had a steal that he turned over into another uh, possession, scoring possession for the Spurs. And I was just really impressed with uh, Doug McDermott's game last night. So he's my number two. All right, let's get to the bottom two. Yeah, so for my, my number one top two, I'm going to go with Gorgie Jing in this game. In, in this game, Gorgie Jing had two points, 
shooting 0 of 1 from the three-point line and 1 of 2 from the field in six minutes. So he makes my number one on the bottom two. So he's my number one. My second bottom two, I'm going to go with Stanley Johnson, who has not been playing very well recently. But in this game, Stanley Johnson had two points, three rebounds, shooting 1 of 3 from the field and 0 of 1 from the three-point line in 17 minutes. But he had three turnovers, which got him on the bottom two. So those are my two bottom two. All right, I also had Stanley Johnson. He was my number one. and He uncharacteristically gave up three turnovers. Also uncharacteristically had two points. But I really like Stanley T-shirt Johnson. I think this game might have been an anomaly, but uh, he was my number one. My number two was uh, Kata Bates-Diop. I just, you know, it wasn't a great night for him. He only had eight minutes and missed on all of his shots, except his free throws. He did hit both of those. But uh, Katie Bates Diop just lately hasn't been getting the minutes, so uh, that's why he was number two on the bottom two. All right, we're going to shift to the segment of our show called The Question of the Day. Remember, you can always text your questions at 512-540-1626. Tonight's question comes from Ladanian in New Braunfels, Texas. Ladanian asks, I know we already played in the Alamo Dome and Mexico City games. Do you know when the two games in Austin are? So, to answer your question, Ladanian, we're going to look that up right now. Spurs in Austin. Drew, do you got it for us? Yeah, I'm looking that up right now as we speak. So, the first game will be Thursday, April 6th, 2023. And the second game will only be a day after April 8th, 2023. So those are when the uh, Austin games will be in April. So that's my information. Okay, yeah, that's actually two days after. But they'll play the Trailblazers on April 6th. So I'm glad you asked this question because that's when we get to see Portland again, LaDainian. So April 6th, they'll play in the Moody Center. And then, yeah, they'll come back and play the Timberwolves um, in the Moody Center as well, which the Timberwolves have classically underachieved this year. So... Uh, that'll be an interesting matchup on both of those at this time. So, now we're going to move on to this day in Spurs history. Drew, what do you have for us? Yeah, I'm going to take us back to December 23rd, two, 2012. I accidentally did December. And it's January. My bad. Okay. My bad. Sorry. But in this game, the Spurs absolutely destroyed the Dallas Mavericks 129-91. to And can you guess who the leading scorer is, was on this game? What, what year was that? 2012. You won't be expecting it. That's my hint. Manu Ginobili. No. One more guess. Um, let's go with, uh, I don't know, Tim Duncan. All right, so that is incorrect, but um, the leading scorer in this game was Danny Green. Danny Green ended up putting 25 points, 4 rebounds, and 23 minutes. <clears throat> Our second leading scorer was Tony Parker. He had 18 points, 6 assists. Our third leading scorer was Mr. Kawhi Leonard, who had 17 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. Mm. Boo. And Tim Duncan with 15 points. Five rebounds, four assists, and also the person that has been talking trash, Steven Jackson, who had 14 points, three rebounds, one assist. So that is this day in Spurs history. I'll get the date right next time. I thought I put in January, but it it was December. So that is this day in Spurs history. Okay. Well, that's all right. And uh, we still get a a flash to the past of back in the glory days. But uh, now it's time to preview our upcoming game. 
This one, we're staying on the West Coast road trip as the Spurs go into L.A. They go play the Los Angeles Lakers in the Crypto.com Arena. You know, if you'll remember, we closed out the Staples Center uh, against the Lakers and the Clippers, winning both of those last two games in that arena. But it's now named the Crypto.com Arena. What can you tell us about the Los Angeles Lakers and the GOAT? Well, yeah, so the Los Angeles Lakers have the second-best player of all time on their team, LeBron James, <laughs> who's averaging 29.8 points a game with eight rebounds, seven assists. Anthony Davis, who is still hurt, I believe, right? Yes, that's correct. Anthony Davis is still hurt. They have Russell Westbrook, the triple-double machine. He's averaging 15 points, six rebounds, seven assists. Lonnie Walker, who's averaging 14 points, two rebounds, one assist. Thomas Bryant, who's averaging 12 points, 7 rebounds. And I'm pretty sure they traded for Hachimura, right, for the yeah. Wizards. I don't know if he's going to play, but I'm just pointing that out. Yeah. If, just in case he does. So no. that's a little bit. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, finish that's it. a little bit about the Lakers. Yeah, no, I'm curious to watch him play, Rui Hachimura. I've always liked him with the Wizards. I actually had him on some of my fantasy teams last year. He's a good contributor, but I think he's going to help them out. And I actually think the Lakers won that trade. They traded him for a couple second round picks and he was a lottery pick. He was a number nine overall pick. Um, he has had some mental health issues that, that sat him out of some games for a while, but I mean, the best cure to those mental health issues is playing besides one of the greatest superstars in NBA history, LeBron James, who Drew and I argue about this all the time, but I think he's a go. But Hachimura is not going to play, nor is Anthony Davis. Austin Reeves is also out on this one, and Lonnie Walker, former Spur, is also out. So they're going to be playing with a little bit of a depleted roster as the Spurs take them on. Hopefully we can take advantage of that. All right. Who is your player to go off, and what's your prediction on this one, Drew? Yeah, so for my player to go off in this game, I'm going to go with Trey Jones, who I haven't picked in a long time. But he's just been keep on playing well, just keep on playing well. So he's my number one. I mean, he's my player to go off. And my prediction for this game, give me a Spurs win. to win, Give me a Spurs win by eight. All right, well, that'll be good. The Lakers have won all three of our previous meetings this season, so that'll be great if the Spurs can pull that one out. My player to go off is Mr. Jakob Pertl. I think with them kind of being uh, banged up a little bit in the post, I think he's going to be able to do some things in the post against their big men. And uh, unfortunately, I got the Lakers winning this one by nine points. Last time, the Lakers beat us in San Antonio by five. Uh, they also beat us in uh, San Antonio by 11. And they beat us in L.A. by 31. So... I think hopefully the Spurs can play a little better, keep this offensive uh, show going on, but I think the Lakers are going to get us. So That brings us to the end of this episode of the Spur of the Moment podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Our numbers have been great lately, and uh, we just keep on delivering Spurs content every time out. Drew, would you take us home, please? Yes, thank you, everybody, for listening. And as always, go Spurs, go!